0: Hello, everyone. My name is Alicia Jade, and welcome back to the Get Me Off podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Get Me Off podcast. I am your host, Alicia Jade, and I am really getting into saying that. I am loving it. (laughs) Today, we have a solo episode, and I'm going to be talking about something that is very important to me and I think should be very important to. A lot more people than it probably is. I am going to be talking about having hobbies as an adult. This is something I have multiple conversations with people about, of all ages, to be honest, from friends around my age, kind of 30s, late 20s, early 30s, to sort of family members who are 70s, that kind of age group. I just find it really interesting that. The concept of having a hobby changes so much from when you're a kid to like a preteen, then a teen, then an adult. And like the journey of that and how we end up not ever really doing anything for ourselves. And we literally have a label for it now. It's called self care, which is where we purposefully take time out of our busy schedules to do things that feel good for us. Whereas when you're a kid, it's kind of ingrained in you that you do all these things and you have all these experience and they are called hobbies. So for example, when you're a kid, obviously having hobbies and things like that teach you new skills, new life life skills. I feel like for me, it taught me discipline and like self-discipline. So let's go through my hobbies and then we'll talk about hobbies in general. So when I was younger, I started dance from the age of about three years old. My mum used to make all of my costumes and it was the cutest thing ever. I was just this little chubby baby who loved dancing at weddings, family parties, in dance class, obviously. And any chance I got, I would just be up on the dance floor, which is so different from now because to be honest, if I go out, I just kind of sit. I'm a sitter. I'm definitely a sitter when I am in like a bar or a restaurant Um, and I don't do shots. So there's no way that I would not be a sitter Don't hold me to that. I'm sure there's many times that I have danced, um, but no, we don't want to see the videos. (laughs) So apart from dance, which I did carry on a lot into my kind of teenage years, I also did gymnastics, which is by and large a very, very hard sport that requires a lot of discipline from yourself and also from the teachers. And I feel like at the time when I did gymnastics, it wasn't particularly regulated in the sense that they would sit on us to stretch us. Like if we were in the splits, they would sit on our backs or like sit on our legs to push us down into the splits. That would not fly today with kids or parents, to be honest. Nobody would really allow that to happen. I, don't, I mean, it might still go on, I'm not sure. But that was something that kind of happened in my day. And it, I don't know, I didn't necessarily enjoy that experience, but I loved the experience of gymnastics in general we would go to competitions as teams. Uh, It taught me many different things about kind of perseverance and just really diving into something. But I got to the stage in sports, which this happens a lot in hobbies when you're younger. You get to the stage where somebody says, you can either do this for a career or you shouldn't do it anymore. And I hate that narrative with a passion because I might not want to do this as a career because this was my thing back in the day. I said, I don't want to be a gymnast. And then in 10 years time, I'll be doing subway adverts and then I won't be able to do anything afterwards. And at that time, social media and the internet wasn't really a thing. So there wasn't a career in anything like that afterwards, like people have now that perhaps took the plunge and did go into full-time athletics. But I didn't necessarily see that as anything that could be done. And I feel like having social media has opened up so many more doors for people to follow and pursue something that they love and potentially turn it into a career. And if it doesn't work, you can go back to having like a full-time job. Whereas if you get to like the height of sports, imagine like someone you see at the Olympics then being your estate agent. Like not that there's anything wrong with either of those two things, but it's just a little bit hard to compute the somebody can be on telly and compete for a country and then go back and do kind of like a, quote, normal job. And I think that goes for sort of reality TV and stuff like that. I've spoken to a lot of people who have been on reality TV and then afterwards gone back to a, quote, normal job. And it's just weird for them because it feels so strange to be thrust into this world of all these different amazing new things and then kind of not get any reward from that. So yeah, that was kind of my younger years with sports. And then into my teen years, I obviously continued dance. Um, I was the national champion for a couple of years running in street and hip hop. Believe it or not, I know I don't look like it. (laughs) But I really enjoyed it and I loved it. And again, that was something that I really wanted to do. I had friends that were performing on TV and things like that. And I just couldn't take the plunge to do it full time I just couldn't do it something in me was too scared of the unpredictable like I couldn't take that jump however now with there being social media I think I probably would have done and um, then posted my journey as I do with everything else now and posted my journey and spoken about all of this different stuff and um, it probably would have gone I don't know it might have gone well it might not have I might have ended up in a quote normal job I keep saying quote normal job but I don't want to offend anyone if I name a specific job name so yeah I guess I guess it just depends on what you want to do with those hobbies and things like that but the the part that I don't like is that when you pursue something as an adult, it's seen as like really out there. So for example, the ballet class that I go to now is named an adult ballet class because it's for people that either haven't danced in the past or haven't danced in a very long time. And I am one of those people who haven't danced in a very long time. I especially haven't done ballet since I was about 16 years old, which is quite a long time ago. (laughs) There's also an element when you're an adult of people thinking, well, if you're not going to do it seriously and it's not for a career, then why would you do something? I feel like hobbies are more acceptable a lot of the time for men because they socialize. So perhaps like golf and those kinds of things, and they go and play football where there's like a group of people. But if you go to a class on your own, it's considered weird, which I don't like. I remember going to a ballet on my own a few years ago and I just loved it like taking myself out for a date night taking myself to something that I enjoy and not having to worry about somebody else having to be with me like I really really enjoyed that I have an enormous amount of hobbies now I do yoga tennis ballet figure skating until I got injured um what else I did some horse riding But I guess hobbies can span out to more things than just sports, so for example, learning languages or painting or writing or, I don't know, making furniture or makeup, like anything. Hobbies can basically just be something that make you feel good, that you do alongside all of the other stuff. But I guess it has to be continuous to be classed as a hobby, I'm not sure. That's how I would consider something a hobby. So for example, I go to ballet every single week and that to me is a hobby. Now the next thing I guess really is time. So how much time do we have as an adult compared to the time that we have when we're kids? So when you're a kid, your parents pick you up from school, take you home, then you go to, I don't know, like a piano lesson or whatever you want to do. You have one of these hobbies that or maybe more that your parents take you to and around that you have homework and there's not really much else to do besides that. But when we get to an adult, everything that is, I guess, important, like the adult stuff. So washing up, doing the washing, changing bed sheets or answering emails or all of this stuff that we do on a daily basis. Instead of fitting that around our hobbies, we take out things that we enjoy so that we have more time to do the stuff that we virtually don't enjoy, which I think is just madness. Surely the first thing that we should be doing is scheduling in the time for ourselves for stuff that we enjoy. And then around that, we do the other things. Because realistically, we're probably going to have time. And even if we're tired, an extra half an hour is not going to make much of a difference. If it can be supplemented by doing an hour or an hour and a half of something that genuinely brings you joy and makes you feel happy. Because that will always subside the tiredness. Like you'll forget that you're tired in the morning within half an hour. So you'll catch up on that tiredness and how you feel. Because you've done something that makes you feel good and gives you those healthy endorphins. So I really do think hobbies should be so much more of a focus for a lot of adults and I there's so many people that would say oh I don't have time I don't know what to do but literally go and try new things like try anything I bought myself a paint by numbers the other day to see if I enjoy doing that as something that I can do at home because as I say the majority of my hobbies are sports so if I'm not going out and doing a sport then what do I do while I'm home apart from working because I guess work is 24 7 for me Also, if we look at kind of what happened during the pandemic and a lot of people didn't have work, it was kind of like, well, what else do we have and what else do we do? And it forced us to look at things that we actually enjoy. So even if you genuinely don't know what you would do as a hobby and you don't know what you enjoy, think back to that time and about what made you happy, because I'm guessing it's probably not being sat there and watching Netflix, although that is enjoyable and can genuinely be educational It isn't always the thing that actually makes you happy. So during the pandemic, I would take photos of things and write blog posts and do all this stuff that I genuinely enjoyed because yes, that is my job, but it is the thing that brings me joy at the same time. I was still doing workouts from home, all of that kind of stuff, and I kept up my fitness. And I just think it's, so. I did dance classes. I did online dance classes because I couldn't go to dance. And I just think those things that you gravitate towards when you have nothing else to do can be really important in helping you figure out what you actually do for enjoyment and what you either do for other people or for work or because it's what you think you should be doing. There is also information that shows and studies that show that doing something that's imaginative and creative and gets your brain going, keeps you thinking and things like that can really impact your brain health and can even prevent or help to prevent things like dementia. So keeping your brain active and involved, obviously it's not a fail safe because you can't necessarily completely eradicate something like that. But doing something you enjoy and having a hobby whilst actually benefiting your health, I think is just so important. Plus, if you're someone that's prone to anxiety, depression, or any of those kinds of things, there are also studies that mention how important it is to do things that you enjoy and to do things that take you out of your head every day. And for me, as someone who works literally the second I'm awake to the second I'm asleep, the time that I spend doing my hobbies, so when I'm at ballet class, for example, the last thing I'm thinking about is work. The last thing I'm thinking about is anything serious or emails or anything that I have to do because all I'm focusing on is that class at that time. And it's almost like it gives your brain a break because even though it's your brain is still working in order to learn something during that hobby or, in, or do something during that, it's giving you a break from everything else that you think about 24 hours a day, which can be really hard work thinking all the time and yeah, it's just, it, it gets such hard work and I feel like without giving my brain that break I probably would go a little bit mad and I do feel so much better after I come back from a tennis group or a ballet class or a dance class I just feel so much more relaxed because it's like my brain I don't even know if your brain can physically tense but it's like it's given my brain a chance to untense. if that makes any sense I don't know <laughs> Okay, so let's have a look at some statistics. So I've found a table of most popular hobbies and activities in the UK as of September 23. So this is super recent. So the top one is 42% of reading, which thank God I love that because I love books so much. If you've seen any of my stories on my Instagram, you'll know that my house is full of books. Like they're just everywhere, books and magazines. I love them and I find it so enriching to be able to use your imagination um, whilst reading. I don't know, I just really enjoy it. I always loved books as a kid. So when I talk about hobbies, obviously I talk a lot about sports, but things like reading and that, like reading is just such a good escapism. Even if you're reading like a self-help book or something like that, there's always stuff in it that you're going to find that you enjoy. And when I read fiction books, obviously I don't use this technique however when i read non-fiction books i'll always take a highlighter and i'll go through and highlight different bits in the book because it helps it stay in my brain and even if i go back through and read it i can skip straight to the highlighted parts to get to the bits that i really wanted to remember so that's a really good tip for me and i always keep a highlighter in my bedside table for whichever book i'm reading at the time second on the list we have cooking and baking again love that two of my favorite things and baking although i'm absolutely awful at baking love that that's on the list traveling i didn't realize came under hobby but that one's next that one's third on the list with 36% and then underneath that we've got outdoor activities so i'm guessing that's things like tennis climbing golf all of those kind of things like hiking walking all of that kind of stuff. So I'm glad that's up there as well. Because interestingly, I found the same table from 2018. And the one on the top of the list was watching TV. So it's incredible how from 2018 until now, so five years difference, we've been through the pandemic, we've been through a load of stuff. And people have literally switched from Watching TV as being the top hobby, to reading as the top hobby, and then cooking, traveling, and outdoor activities. Like that just goes to show what actually makes us feel good. And TV is not bad, don't get me wrong, but it really just goes to show when you're put in a situation where you really want to get the goodness out of everything, the things you turn to. And it's always the more natural stuff. But anyway, we'll move on. Socializing was next on the list. Then we have pets, video gaming, doing sports and fitness, gardening and plants, DIY and arts and crafts, tech and computers, board games and card games. I freaking love a board game. Get me a vintage board game any day of the week, and I am like putty in your hands. (laughs) I don't know why I love them so much, I just do but I have no one to play them with, so that sucks. But what I'm going to try and do with my best friends is set up like a board games night because I feel like that's a vibe, like board games and wine, I'm going to do that. I also have a load of vintage consoles as well, so like the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, the Dance Mat, SingStar, all of these kind of things, but they are currently in storage, so can't use those yet, but looking forward to the day when I can get those out. (laughs) Then after board games, we have photography, which is also great. Love that. My first part of my degree was in photography. Cars and vehicles. Meditation and wellness. Now, I wish that was further up the list. So that's down the list. Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe number 12, 13, something like that. But it's only 12% of the respondents said meditation and wellness. I don't know what how they categorized these and what they put in each category, like how they explained it to people. But I don't personally meditate, but like wellness is a huge thing for me. Even if that's, I don't know if that includes like baths and spa and things like that. Like, I don't know, but I kind of wish that was higher on the list. Making music is next. And then writing which is good. I like that. Other is 4% and don't know is 2%. (laughs) I don't know why there's a category that says don't know, but yeah, anyway, but I just found that really interesting in terms of like what people are now turning towards. And if you don't have a hobby and there is something that you want to get into, just block the time out to do it. Like, block it out in your calendar. Say to everyone, "This is." if it holds you accountable, tell people. If you don't want to tell people because it makes you uncomfortable, don't tell people. It's absolutely fine. Because realistically, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares what you do. And I know that everyone will say, people have opinions and people will think this and people will think that. I'm sure there's a statistic somewhere that says, like, if you think somebody else is thinking about you, they are thinking about you thinking about them and the the actual saying is so much more better worded than that (laughs) however the effect is still the same so for example if I'm sat here in a room full of people and I feel like they're thinking What is she doing here? Or they're thinking anything about me. The chances are they're not. The chances are they're sat there doing the same thing and saying, oh, I wonder what she's thinking about me. And I wonder what she's thinking about what I'm doing and whether I should be here and all of this kind of stuff. So I just don't waste the energy. Don't waste the energy on thinking what anyone else is thinking about you, because I can pretty much guarantee you they're not thinking about you. And in the nicest way possible, that's probably a good thing because then they're focusing on themselves and them enjoying the hobby or whatever it is that they're doing rather than everything else being focused externally. Because hobbies are all about finding things out about yourself, finding out how much you can push yourself or how much skill you have in a certain skill set, figuring out how much you enjoy learning something or feeling joy when you show somebody something that you've achieved. So it's not necessarily always about learning the actual skill it's about how it feels to to do that and to enjoy it but yes anyway if you have any hobbies that you love and you want to send me a story about your journey with hobbies absolutely do that and I will be more than happy to read them out on the podcast because I love hearing people's stories so yeah get in touch send me messages I love it absolutely love it thank you so much for listening And I will see you again in the next episode of the Get Me Off podcast.